With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yes, that's right. MMA, everybody, on this Friday, June 25th, 2021. And we are on the eve of UFC Vegas 30. Going down tomorrow afternoon, it's going to be capped off by a top five heavyweight matchup between Cyril Gaon and Alexander Volkov inside the UFC Apex. And for those looking for an earlier start time for these fight night events... You're getting it tomorrow. The prelims are going to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN+. Plus. That's very exciting. So we welcome you to the live UFC Vegas 30 preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Hack. I do not do this alone. We have the Prince of Positivity, Alexander Cayley, joining us. Greetings, my friend. Greetings. Greetings, my best friend. Greetings, my other best friend, who will, we will reveal soon. Uh, I am very happy to be here. I wish, I wish more sports would... The fans would just chant the sport itself as opposed to a team or a player name. Like, I wish during the playoffs we would just hear, like, basketball. Basketball. Like, basketball. Yeah, like, both, both teams. Like, I'm just, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this game so much and I have no particular, like, I'm from out of town. I have no particular rooting interests. I just, lo- I just love basketball. I'm enchanted. I wish, I wish we had more of that. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on that, AK. And on the ones and twos, we have a, uh, the producer extraordinaire, E. Casey Lydon who has begun this MMA chant and has taken it to the next level. How are you, sir? I'm just here to talk about sports. I love sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, sports, sports. That's what we're here for. We love sports. Me and AK, all about the sports. Sports ball. Right in your face. (laughs) Well, let us get into tomorrow, gentlemen, the MMA space. MMA, MMA. And uh, by the way, for those watching live with us right now, Get your questions in the chat. We will get to them in a few moments. But let us discuss this main event, AK, between Cyril Gaon and Alexander Volkov. Because normally, in this heavyweight division, if this was even last year or probably any other year in the history of this division, this would be a massively important fight, a very important main event. But right now, there's a bit of a logjam. The UFC is looking to book France and Ganu's first title defense against Derek Lewis later on this year. There's, of course, the looming John Jones factor. There's Stipe Miacic, who is also in the mix. So it just seems to me, AK, as important as this fight is on paper in terms of the rankings, the sizzle isn't quite on the stake, if you will. Is that how you sort of look at this as well? Timing just kind of sucks, for lack of a better term? Yeah, time is an issue. I, I I hate that I think people saw, you know, Gon's last win over uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck, a methodical performance, if we want to be uh, nice about it. And, and, and I'm not being snarky here. I would like I do think it was actually like a quality win. I just understand if, if anyone who sort of watched it was maybe, uh, you know, not over the moon with with. Uh, with their, you know, their their projections now for for Gon potentially being a heavyweight champion, I I it didn't change my opinion of, of him at all. I thought he was dealing with a really dangerous guy, and he clearly won the fight, which is 
all that I can ask. I think all that we should ask a contender to do. Would a highlight KO have been nice? A highly real KO have been nice? Of course. Of course. That's why we watch, watch these heavyweight fights. And I'm sure that's what people are hoping for on Saturday. But again, this is two tough guys, uh, two very strong technical fighters. You may, again, see sort of more of a, of a, a slow-paced kind of feeling out process for the first few rounds before the sparks uh, start to fly, if, if they do at all. So uh, I, I, I don't blame people at all for being a little bit kind of like, you know, lukewarm on, again, what is a high, very, very high level heavyweight fight, just not one that's like guaranteed to uh, an all-time clap, you know, it's, it's understandable, but I, I do think uh, people should tune in. It has, it has implications. Yeah. I mean, the, the implication, unfortunately, is that they're just defending their spot in the rankings. Like no one can get a title shot off of win, no matter how impressive it is. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing about this fight. And Casey Cyril gotten clearly the most, he's the top prospect in this division right now. He's eight. No, he's five. and zero in the UFC. He's got the knockout win over JDS. He's got two submission wins inside the octagon. He just headlined his first card in February. And as AK sort of alluded to, it wasn't the most fan-friendly main event of all time, but Gon fought an intelligent fight and did what he was supposed to do, and that is win and get your second paycheck. So the UFC is putting him back in this main event spot and against a guy in Alexander Volkov who's coming off back-to-back finishes. Do you feel, kind of watching Cyril Gon make this rise, Casey, that this this fight is the quote-unquote ultimate litmus test for Cyril Gon? Like, if he goes out there and beats Alexander Volkov, that sort of not only wipes out the bad taste some fans had in their mouths from the last fight, but they're just like, damn, like this guy could absolutely be a world champion. Oh, actually, I, I, I wasn't even aware there was like a bad taste with Cyril gone in his last fight. I thought his last fight was fine. I mean, um, like AK said, it was a solid victory over, over a very dangerous opponent. Um, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I, I think it kind of. I don't want to trash this fight because it's obviously between two very, very, very good heavyweights. But timing is everything, and like this, it's it's kind of like this fight. It doesn't. It just doesn't mean much. I think. I like if, if there's a big knockout, big either way. I think it just it can be it can be kind of forgotten in their next performance or overshadowed in the next performance. If we get a big, if Volkov wins big, but then he loses big in his next fight. Um, then we're kind of back to where we were. I, I feel like this fight, it's just kind of a, it's a good fight, but it doesn't, yeah, like you said, it just doesn't mean very much to the heavyweight division. And when we have, you know, for the main event for a fight night, we kind of expect something to come out of it. You know, like, oh, you know, this guy's going to fight for the title next, or he's going to fight for the number one contender. And we're just not going to get that from this fight, no matter what happens. So while well, I'm excited to see it, um, just there's no real deeper meaning to the to the to the rankings and to the division, unfortunately. Yeah, at best they're probably fighting for a backup spot for the title fight. Like that's the best at that they best, could probably hope for. Best. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> See, but 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 for me, I'm like I I don't know. I, and I've said this on on, on uh, other preview shows probably as recently as like two or three weeks ago because I'm sure there was another card where we we're like, oh, okay, main events. Where's the title? You know, meaning. But I I I'll, I mean, I'll just repeat it. I'll be a broken record eventually. That like I I just don't feel like every main event has to have you know and every big fight has to have um, you know it has to be about oh what does this mean for the division and what does this mean for the title can we not just enjoy two large well trained martial arts gentlemen uh, you know getting getting into a fight that's that I, I anytime we have I think an event like this and again maybe I'm talking myself into it as I I tend to do. Uh, I just try to get to the core, the core of why we do this, guys. You know, we like what we want to see two guys thrown in there and 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 see who wins, right? If I saw the, if you showed me a picture of Silogan and showed me a picture of Alexander Volkov and said, "Do you want to see these two guys fight and figure out who would win?" I'd be like, "Hell's yeah! Look at these guys are huge. Put them in there." So, so on the most basic level, <laughs> I'm not doing. Sorry, UFC, I'm not doing a very good job of selling this card for you. On the most basic level, uh, I am interested in, in in seeing this fight, and, I, and I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> you're stretching I'm not, this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not getting added. I'm not getting because dude, on the basic level, it's just two it's two because it's two people, <laughs> two people and there's a cage around them. I'm not getting added to the UFC marketing team anytime soon. This is not uh, okay, but uh, but my point is, I mean, it's not just any two people. Obviously, it's two. We it's two guys that we know are really good, really good heavyweights, and uh, and you know, and I'd like to see them. I would have liked to see them fight someday anyway. So whether it's for title, whether it's for number one contenders, 
that shouldn't matter as much to me. To me, anyway, I I just want to see these two guys fight. So that's that's that part of it's exciting to me. Um, but again, I understand obviously that, that why we you know we look for st- more substantial storylines. Well, I, I understand that stakes matter. High, fights of high stakes matter. I mean, that's why we like playoff basketball rather than just regular season basketball. You know, stakes matter, and um, there's just no high stakes in this fight other than you know. The the you know just then the personal damage that they're going to get from getting beaten up, but outside of that, but. we just we just literally had a similar scenario last week with Korean Zombie and Dan Ige. That's just like none of those guys are getting a title shot. It just maybe wasn't that's what I said. It. <laughs> maybe that's yeah, what I it just said. wasn't going to happen. But I mean, again, we're just like, wow, Dan Ige and Korean Zombie are fighting. Yes, yeah, sign me up for that. I don't know if I get the same feeling from this fight as we did last week. I like the fight. I'm not trashing the fight. It's just weird that you get two top five heavyweights fighting each other. And for like, you know, a very rare time in the history of the UFC's heavyweight division, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. They're just yeah. fighting for their same spot. Like no one's dropping out of the top five with a loss more than likely, unless someone gets starched in 30 seconds. Like but, it's just going to be a fight and someone's going to get paid more money than the guy he beats, which is, you know, it's still a fun fight. It's just weird. Maybe something happens. So again, they're fighting for potentially who could be the backup, but according to our, uh, our good friends at DK Nation, Casey Lydon. Right now, they have Cyril Gunn as the minus 155 favorite in the comeback on the underdog Alexander Volkov is at plus 125. So are you, j- judging by the look on your face, I, I'm going to say that your answer is yes, but are you surprised by this? You get the 8-0 fighter being favored over a very big and dangerous guy with more than five times his professional MMA experience. Um, yeah, I, was, I am surprised by that. Um uh i'm picking volkov in this fight uh he's just he's just shown more mainly because he's had we've had more opportunities to see him fight um but um like gone is just kind of he's gone clearly is a top prospect in the sport even though volkov and gone are, are essentially the same age but fight experience that's why we're kind of still calling gone a uh <clears throat> a prospect but um, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that um, Volkov is underdog. Um, I, I was actually, I thought he was. Uh, I don't know what. Why? Why are we kind of? Why? Are, why are we down on Volkov a little bit? Is it? Is it just off the Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades loss? I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's the mystique of being unbeaten. I think the mystique of being unbeaten takes you a long way. I mean, we. I mean, we know this. We know this in the odds. Look at look at. Yeah. Uh, if you want an example, look at uh, Bellator. Uh, some of the Bellator odds. When they're pushing, when they're pushing some of those guys coming up like four and zero, five and zero, six and zero, those guys, uh, depending who they are, get odds that are like like minus six hundred, minus eight hundred, and it's like we don't know. And often people don't know much about them or their opponents. It's just like, oh, this guy's this guy's seven and zero, and he's a former you know division one uh, wrestling champion. This guy's uh, you know 18, 18 and and uh, twelve. Uh, so it's like logically, you're like, well, shouldn't the guy with more experience have a better chance? But Again, that that zero having that zero next to your name goes a long way. I am not surprised though that Gon is. Well, favorite. I get Gon too. I mean, Gon, I mean, if you do just judging by the you know, who looks better coming off the bus, you know, throw Gon. Jeez, like that guy, that guy's a beast. Um, but uh, surprised, but um, not surprised, but not surprised. How about that? Volkov's like quietly scary though. Volkov is like, oh my god, he's he's, he's so big. Yeah, yeah, like, he's just so tall, right? And uh, but yeah, but I, but the thing with I, I I'm a believer that Gon is. I would be I would be shocked if he never competes for a UFC heavyweight title. Again, we've seen Stranger Things. We've we've seen dozens of fighters come down the pipe where we're like, oh, this guy's definitely gonna you know compete for or be a world champion someday, and then they never even get a, a title shot. But but if I were if I were to bet, I mean, I, I'm all in on Gone. I'm, I'm not surprised he's favored. I just think he's such a, a prodigy. If you can be a prodigy for a 31 year old prodigy, but um, there, there's I remember because I just I remember seeing him uh, when he was like two and 3 and Four no, you know, a lot of his fights are on fight pass, so it's, it, we're lucky we can kind of we've kind of been able to watch him develop. And even in those early fights, just the way he moves is just so spectacular. Uh, so, so he's got the athleticism, he's got this the instinct. And again, for me, I really like you said, Casey. I actually thought the Rosenstreak fight was encouraging because yeah. it showed this other side of him, a maturity that most eight no fighters or seven no, uh, which he was at the time. They don't have that, so I'm actually I'm, I will get to picks in a second. But I I under, I totally uh, understand why he's he's favored. And uh, again, I tell tell people to bet on MMA, but I don't think it's a terrible bet. Okay, we'll make your pick. We already you laid out the groundwork. Let's uh let's spread it out. Let's 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 see this plant grow. Ak, mm, where am I going? Okay, I'm gonna go. Well, obviously I'm going gone. 
I mean, that, that's no secret. I'm going gone. Can he finish Alexander Volkov? Uh, I need to look. Let me see. Volkov has four losses by finish. One in the UFC, but that was like one of those weirdo Derek Lewis losses. So you almost you almost kind of can't count those. They're just they're just so they're impossible to uh, to replicate. I'll go gone. It's such a it's such a safe thing to say. Gone by decision. <laughs> I think there is a ridiculous amount of value on Alexander Volkov in an underdog spot. This is a guy who has certainly gone on a very effective strength and conditioning program. Like he's still very big, but now he's put on like 15 to 20 pounds or more of extra size. And at first, like when he stepped on the scale to fight Walt Harris and he weighed in at 265, I thought it was red flag, but man, he has proven me wrong. I think gone has a very high ceiling in the sport, a loss Definitely isn't as devastating to him in the grand scheme of things as it would be for Alexander Volkov. I think for Volkov, it's kind of like you got to keep winning if you want to get a title shot. And if he if he suffers a setback, he may he may not ever get there. I feel like if Gon loses, he could still get back. I think Volkov's distance management, his power, the effectiveness with his kicks, especially when he goes to the body and starts scoring to the body and the legs, that could pay dividends. So the experience also is something that has my attention. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Volkov here to pull off the slight upset. I think the body work will add up in the first few rounds. I think he could get a finish in this fight. I think Gon's going to get a, this is going to be one of those fights where we're like, if you go through the, the history of Cyril Gon, this is kind of like Miguel by like Miguel by is a fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio in my eyes. Like it's, He's going to look good. Gon's going to have his moments. His stock may still rise coming out of this, but it's going to be one of those fights where we're going to be like, okay, where does he go from here? Like, is this is this a loss that he learns from and grows from? Or is this like kind of a, a downfall? And I feel like it's going to be the former. I feel like Gon will bounce back and, and, and come back better and stronger from this. But I feel like this is just, this is a tough, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. If there's a title fight on the line, maybe I'd look a little different, but. You know, I I just I don't know. Volkov just seems like a safe pick in my eyes. I I feel like he's gonna have a a big a big day tomorrow. So I'm going with Volkov to finish. <clears throat> uh, I'm picking. Vol- yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Volkov. Um, mostly because I just kind of we kind of know who Volkov is, and we and i feel like he's getting better i feel like he, he's learned from he's he's gained from he's gained ex- he's a better fighter since the curtis blades loss um the derek lewis one that was uh yeah you know, hey, those things happen it's derek lewis fight <laughs> um and uh, i i thought i thought volkov has been a top 5 heavyweight and on the right day he can be the best heavyweight in the world um well, Francis Ngannou is still Francis Ngannou. But well, on the best day, he can be the second best heavyweight in the world. How about that? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, um, unless Cyril Gon's, uh takedown and grappling uh, top control game uh, is going to be is, – is, if he's going to show me something I've never seen before, maybe he, that's his path to victory over Volkov. But I think if it's a strictly a stand-up fight, in the small, even in the small apex cage uh, – Volkov should take this, but if Gon can can put a Curtis Blade type of um, uh, game plan against Volkov um, with you know Gon's dangerous stand up, um, there is a path to victory for Gon clearly. Um, but it'll be the fun part will be hopefully as as um, spectators we'll, we'll get to kind of see a part of Shiro Gon that we haven't seen before, and uh, that could be exciting. And um, but right now from everything I've seen. Uh, of their past fights, um, I, I yeah, I'm pretty confident Volkov should take this take win a win a solid decision. Curtis Blades for that, I mean, for the Volkov against Curtis Blades, weight hit the scale. It's at 247 pounds for that fight. He had a cut to make 265 for this one, so he's obviously took a Huge. lot away from that fight. He's Huge. a massive dude. Yeah, <laughs> gigantic. Gigantic. So interesting main event. I wish the stakes were a little higher. Any different time, this would be a much bigger fight. It's yeah. not their fault, obviously. It's just yeah. this just is a, a weird perfect. Uh, listen, this is a perfect. Uh, t- what's it going to be? I guess when they call it, seven p.m. No, six six thirty p.m. on a Saturday uh, Eastern time main event. All right. 
Yes, get your burgers and dogs ready, cook them out on the grill, and get ready to watch some heavyweight MMA. And you're going to see more of it because the co-main event, (laughs) Ovin St. Pru going back up to heavyweight to face Tanner Bozer. Very interesting fight. Bozer, as we initially reported, signed a new deal with the UFC. So that should be fun. If uh, you want to get OSP's thoughts on how that came together, you can go back into the archives on YouTube. Check out that interview. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Hayoni Barcelos is back against Timar Valiev. By the way, I love how Dana White does the if you don't know, now you know things. And he mentioned this fight like we didn't know this was happening. We basically <laughs> said like this fight should be the co-main event or on the main card. Everyone screamed and hollered at the UFC. And finally it happened. And now this is a, a don't know, now you know. Everybody knows about this fight. So let's put that out there. Uh, we got higher. Uh, what else? We got Andre Feely. Daniel Pineda is a good one. That's funny, uh, that's Tim funny. Means is back against Nicholas Dalby. Yeah. And then Hanato Moicano versus Jai Herbert. Herbert. Herbert, hey bear, Herbert. Herbert. That's where we're going. Herbert, Herbert. Just, I think it's just Herbert. Yeah, yeah, Herbert. Yeah, it's the NFL key a hey bear that's yeah. in my mind right now. I'm feeling like George Costanza, but main card <laughs> kicks off at four Eastern. Some fun prelims as well. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, Katie Hyden, let me ask you this. Who do you believe? Who do you think is the biggest favorite on the card? Oh, biggest favorite on the card. Uh, oh, I know this. Go ahead, Casey. You go. I know it. Right. It has to be biggest favorite on the card. Actually, oh man, I don't. I have not looked. By the way, uh, I have not I, looked. I, oh, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I. Oh, oh, maybe Morcano. AK, what is your guess? It has got to be Rachmanov. Has to be, right? Shafkat Rachmanov. Oh, yeah. Yeah, has to be. Is the did second. You see, did, the oh, second biggest favorite on the card. That was good. That Come was good, on. That was good. <laughs> got, him. Minus, got him. Minus Come 305. On. Minus 305. Right, there is right. a bigger favorite on this card. Julia Avila. That would have. Ah, that was my second guess. That was my second guess. Minus three forty-five. The comeback wow. on Julia Stolyarenko is plus two sixty. I'm a big uh, raging panda yeah. fan, and I think I think that I think that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, Moicano is a big favorite, though. Minus two fifty. Okay. Against uh, Herbert, plus one ninety-five. Barcelos minus two thirty. Uh, so there you go. Minus two thirty. Wow, that's surprising. Yep. I thought that would be. Uh, yep. Take him. So that's a good one. Uh, did, AK, you see, what, did you see? You, did you see Rachmanov and Prezeris at the uh, at the faceoffs? <laughs> no, insane. holy! 
we, we know we know Prezeri obviously is a small welter weight. That's not a secret. He's 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 kind of that unfortunate. He's a wide you just look at him, right? He's the, he's, he's so wide. He's a fire hydrant. Well, because right? he's a lightweight, right? Yeah. Him, yeah, and he was trying to make lightweight for so long, and it's like he's not guys who I go like, oh, if he fixed his diet and you know he he could have made. I'm like, I think just genetically, it, it's it was always going to be a struggle. For him to make, he he is like the definition. Like Kevin Lee always says, "Oh, I'm the definition of 165." I think Michelle Prezeris is the definition of 165 because he's just there's nothing he can do other than maybe like bulking down and losing muscle, which is fine. You know that that might be uh, an option too, but that's that's not how, who he is. He's a really super muscular guy, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. He must be what's like I swear he looked eight inches shorter than uh, than Rachmanov. So. I'm amazed that's not the well, you know, maybe after people see the uh, the face-offs that there's a lot of money's gonna come in on Rachmanov. Did Rachmanov just the physical did he, mismatch crazy? Did he travel with his um wolf head? Yep. He did, he did. Uh, and he had, he had the, the flag of, of Kazakhstan as well, uh, tra- oh, draped over him. I wonder if he checks that in or he does he put that as a carry-on, he's a put it overhead. I, I just wonder how that works. <laughs> I, these are the things is I, it care like a pet? I I don't I don't care does about he have to, does he have to put it? Does he just put it in the dog the dog cage? Is it like an animal? Is it like you <laughs> yeah, know, like, you know, treat it like a pet? I don't I don't I don't care about game plans or their, how their training was like how 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 does your carry-on baggage work? <laughs> I was like <laughs> how do you get this through customs? <laughs> yes. Um yeah, it was uh but yeah, like no. the face the face off was like and this is for like the older like old school wrestling fans. It was like the 93 Royal Rumble where like where Giant Gonzalez made his debut and he got face to face with the Undertaker. Like that's what the stare down looks like cuz Giant Gonzalez was, was like was so 8 crazy. inches taller. It was just crazy. You're like, what, wow, what? these are these like two completely different like human like layouts. It's is insane. And they're both one <laughs> What are they listening? Human layouts like that. <laughs> this is this is UFC. This is UFC one stuff. That's why I'm so excited with this matchup. Um, Prezeris, yeah, we weren't kidding. Prezeris is listed at five foot six. Rockman have six foot one. So we weren't joking. There's almost it's a, it's seven inches of height. It's insane. That's not he's that's not normal short, at welterweight. He's got to be the shortest welterweight, right? In the oh, in the I I think by far, yeah, at least by at least like two inches. Okay. Ak, what's your pick for fight of the night? Looking at it on paper, what's the one you're oh. like, oh, this has got to be ridiculous. Well, I think this will be a little more competitive than than the betters think. I like Julian Julia. I think uh, I, I I loved it when it was booked. I loved it when it was supposed to happen. And unfortunately, Stolyarenko had that scare. Uh, on the scale. I don't know if people have forgotten about that already, but she did faint the first time around. And I do kind of believe her. You know, I know she said afterwards, like it wasn't as serious as people thought. Uh, and kind of what a lot of other kind of some other coaches chimed in and said, like, if people knew how these fighters kind of looked and the conditions they're in when they're not in front of the camera for that, whatever, you know, uh, minute that they have to weigh in, they would be shocked. Like you, <laughs> you probably have a lot more fights getting canceled, I think. So it was a, a rough moment for her. Uh, hopefully, and again, it is nothing serious. And um, you know, it's not a problem in the future and it's just a one-time thing, but yeah, that's a fight I was looking forward to. I think it could be a great scrap. I think Stolyarenko, I'm not saying she's like a champion or anything. I just think she's a lot tougher than people give her credit for. Um, cer- certainly could I really put her away early and, and prove all the uh, betters correct. Uh, the odds makers correct. Excuse me. Definitely. It, that, that's, 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 that's something that can happen, but I think it's going to be a good, a good, really good three round fight. I'm not a no fight of the night, but a really good three round preliminary bout. Casey, what do you think? What's your, what's the one you got circled? Yeah, if that Julia on Ju, Ju, is it Julia? Is it Julia? How do you say Stolyarenko's? Is it Julia? Yeah, Julia. Yeah, Julia. No, Ju- yeah, it's just Julia. Oh, it's Julia. Okay, just some extra letters in there. Uh, yeah, Julia and Julia violence. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Actually, I hope that's gonna be a fight at night. I'm, I'll be. I'll be really excited if it is. But um, I predict either most likely it's gonna be Feely Pineda or um, the amazing bantamweight fight uh, between uh, Timor and. How do you say his first name? Roni? Hyoni. Hyoni? Hyoni? Yep. Hyoni. Hyoni and Timor. Um, I'm, uh, most likely that'll be fight at night. Hoping, hoping that'll be fight at night. Hope, hope, I'm hoping that's going to be a really good grapple fest too. Um, but, gra- yeah, but grapple fest don't win fight at nights very often in UFC, but cross my fingers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... like If you really look at this card, there's a lot of fights that could be fight of the night there's a lot of like really interesting matches like barcelos valley is, is interesting feely pineda is a good one means and dalby's fun uh yeah. even moicano and, and herbert in a in a crazy way is I, fun i i actually like this card i liked it from top to bottom it's just it just doesn't have the significance and like a big like like we said the big main event it's just kind of the timing is bad for this main event but the fights themselves 
there's no real there's no real like it doesn't really build i feel like just the whole card is kind of solid there's no you know that's what i kind of feel yeah no i know yeah. what you mean like oh it feels like it feels like a, i'm looking at just the card even the main card you probably could have put almost any of these fights as the co-main events and it would have been like okay yeah oh and you could have like bozer osp could be the co-main event it could be the opener and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like surprised either way. I'd be like, yeah, good opener. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, good, good coming event rel- relative to the other fights on this card. So, uh, yeah, there is a certain, there is a certain flatness to it. It's not like, in it's not, it's not way. like, je- yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a pod, sure, sure. Yeah, there's a, you, there, you know, there's a consistency to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a solid pie. It's a solid looking pie. You know, there's not a lot of pizzazz to it, but it's got a good consistency. You, you, t- you have a piece and you're like, yes. Yes, I like this. I like the crowd crumbles. What are, what's happening? What are we, what's going on right now? Uzi Vegas 30. It's what's happening? Uzi Vegas 30. It's no, a solid pie. That's a solid pie. Uh, I'm going to dig deep here. Uh, Charles Rosa versus Justin James should be really interesting for a number of reasons. One, because both guys need to win big time. I think this is a oh, loser yeah. leaves town match for sure. Uh, plus, Justin James is apparently putting his fight purse on himself, which is pretty interesting. Uh and I, I'm excited for the uh, the UFC debut of Jeremiah Wells. I believe this is uh, this is something that should have happened a while ago. He's going to fight Worley Alves, which is definitely not a not an easy fight that. by any means. But I get a feeling those two guys are just going to slang them things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Who's so Jeremiah that's going to be my low key. What do you, what, what can you tell us about him? I don't, I don't know anything about him. Uh, former fought a lot in New England. Uh, okay. Former CES champion, uh, CFFC. I believe those are the only two promotions that he actually fought in, or CFFC and I CES. So. As a, as a Champions in both. Yeah. Uh, his one loss in the last, I don't know, four years. Uh, he lost the CES title to Venetius De Jesus, who went on to uh, a Bellator contract. So is there you go. Fighting, is he fighting tonight, or is that another De Jesus? Uh, I think that's John DeJesus that's fighting tonight. Oh, John, course, John's okay. the guy who just fought Aaron Pico in his last fight. And, and uh, okay, okay. Or two uh, fights. Yeah, Wells. Yeah, Wells. Wells, not a bad replacement for uh, Ramazan Ami. I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of people want to see the return of Ami, but um, this is, yeah. I, yeah, Jeremiah Wells for sure. Uh, I, I, I think so. I, so his most recent fights probably are on uh, Fight Pass, right? Yep, CFFC. CFFC. Yeah, probably all of them actually, because CS is also right. on Fight Pass. Right, right, right. Okay, so there you go. People, if you want to get, you want to, uh, you know, cram on your Jeremiah Wells knowledge, uh, he just took this fight less less than a week's notice uh, against a veteran welterweight. So, but hey, why not? No time like the present, right? There you go. Worley Alves won an Nate Diaz and he gets a newcomer instead. So I'm sure he got exactly what he, what he had hoped for. Let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. Okay, one second. We oh, have- sorry, got a, just got a, got to block. Oh, I got, it. I got rid of, I got, got rid of, yeah, I got, got rid that? of. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I hit them. I hit, I hit them. I don't know if that keeps them. Oh, I don't know if that blocks them. If you, if you have blocking power, please block them. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay well, at least you're them. now. All right. Anyway. All right. Sorry about that. Don't worry about. Don't worry about that. Uh, to the peeps. Hold on. To, to the, the peeps. peeps. Do, 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 do. All right. What we got? What we got first? What we got first? Um, Oops. I don't, I don't know if I saw a lot of questions. Uh, I was kind of looking at the chat. I got some, don't worry. What do we got? I'm sure people on the West Coast will love tomorrow's card, especially media members and podcasters. First fight is at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Coverage should be over by dinner. Yes, I am loving that. And then you have time to watch BKFC if you want as well. Yeah. I'm Because make- tonight's going to be a long one. Tonight's going to be a long one. We got Bellator, oh, yeah. which will end whatever, in a decent Whatever do you mean? PFL is going until like 4 a.m. There's yeah. no doubt about it. That, that, P- that PFL 6 card is just going to fly by. Let me tell you something. Four <laughs> hours. Four hours of prelims. And I get it. I, I, I know people are going to say, oh, UFC has like pretty long prelims. Sure, sure. That's the UFC. And I'm not saying UFC is inherently better than every other league. But you probably know a few more of the fighters on a UFC card than you do on I, I, literally any other promotion. I'm not singling out PFL. So when you're, when you're you know, a slightly smaller promotion and you're having a four-hour preliminary card, good, more power to you. That's, a, that's amazing. And then the main, car, uh, the main card doesn't start till 10, 10 Eastern time. Uh, so uh, Kayla Harrison will be rolling around onto people's television sets around, again, I think like, like Clarissa Shields fight, uh, around like, oh, God. No, no, there's only four main card fights. They can't. They can't do that. They can't stretch it out like that. 
Bellator, who, who's gonna, Bellator's who? main event. There'll be a new interim tight champion crowned. The scrums will be over well before Kayla Harrison makes the walk. Well before. That's my guess. Kayla Harrison, breakout yeah. fighter of the year. Yeah. No, yeah. I think he went. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <sighs> PFL, because they have a lot of, I mean, look, they're very, uh, they have a very polished television product, which can lead to some filler. Uh, if there's a quick finish. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch the weigh-ins uh, or have watched any of the recent weigh-ins. They don't blow through the ceremonial weigh-ins like a UFC show. It's, they don't just go like, boom, boom, boom. They go, they do two weigh-ins and then they do, a, they do like a little profile on the fighters, which is good. Again, we always say they should give more information on these people. But it's so, like their weigh-ins, I think, took almost an hour. Their ceremonial weigh-ins really? took almost an hour. I'm not joking. I... I <laughs> I was like, oh, I love, you know, I love guys. I love Wayans. And I'm like, oh, I haven't, I don't think I, I don't think I watched the last couple. So I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this one. And I was like, wow, this is taking a long time. <laughs> I really so, wish, uh, I wish these events were ESPN, ESPN plus exclusives. Cause then like you, you don't need the filler. Like you could still sprinkle yes. in a commercial or two, but we don't need sure, filler. Sure. We, we're not on any kind of time, you know, restraint or time fill. We don't need to be in at a certain time and out by in a certain time. You just go boom, 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 boom. Like take the cage, like whatever cage warriors is doing, do that. They're on their second card in two days. And it seems like, yeah. like one mega card. Cause it just, just goes by so yeah. fast. It's just way more enjoyable that way. Casey, I see, I see a, com- I see a comment. Someone, there's someone named Klaus saying no one wants to see sports science on the screen uh, in regard. How dare you? <laughs> How Dude. dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about I, – I love competition in MMA. I think mm-hmm. competition just makes the sport so – between promotions just makes the sport better for fighters, for fans. And I want to support PFL so much, but God, there's just too much stuff on the screen. No. There's, no. there's <laughs> Listen, just I'm, too, a, there's, I'm oh. a man – I am a man of science. You guys know this about me. I yes, my passion is of course writing about MMA and talking about MMA. But at heart, I am a man of science. And when I see stuff like their, you know, uh, BMI and like how much PSI there was on the on that squeeze, <laughs> and uh, and then of course the the, the I mean the the maximum punching speed. I mean that's like we've been asked talking about how do you fix judging here's how you fix judging you go to the end you see who punched who had the fastest punch in the fight clearly that guy won what's what needs to be disputed here what are we what are we doing i like i like so some I guys love- getting, his, getting his butt kicked on the ground like yeah look at that he's taking those strikes at a solid 8.2 miles an hour how's he doing this i will say i don't I, know it's just ugh. in oh, all man. seriousness the the uh the, what's the stat they have? What's their proprietary the stat that's like judge? Far F, so I mean, far FRM? Uh, it? It's like complete. Uh, oh my gosh. F- fighter. It's like they have a stat at the end that is meant to be a calculation of everything that happened in the round. It's not like, it's not, I'm not saying not, it's not horrible, but there are some moments where it's like, it's weirdly off. I think if there's a finish, it kind of throws it off. Uh, or it's weird. It doesn't know how to calculate certain things. So th- there was some screw. I know there's been some screwy looking um, like people who have, they've been caught like in triangles for like four minutes of a round, and then still okay. by by the FF stat, they're like they're I should look, I should look this up or something. Uh, you know, but one thing I do like about uh, PFL a lot is yeah, um, yeah, the, that's the ring, annu- the ring announcer. Who's the 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 lady? The ring announcer, Lillian Garcia. Oh, Lillian Garcia. She's I love wonderful. Garcia. She's great. Sorry, I just. She doesn't get she doesn't get enough shine out there in the MMA world. I feel I feel like um good pickup by um uh, uh PFL Lillian Garcia. Yeah, she 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 brings a certain quality to it for sure. Yeah, no, definitely a fan. But thank you, Claude. Thank you, Claude, for the comment. <laughs> thank you. What else? What else we got? I believe, by the way, Sean. I believe Sean Grandy will be doing the play by play tonight for Bellator. <laughs> another another oh. welcome welcome. Oh boys. yeah, because uh, I think uh, Morrow's Morrow's doing, doing the boxing. Yeah, he's doing boxing. Javante uh, Davis, I think, I think it's this weekend. Of course, YouTube. Sean Grandy, the longtime radio voice of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I just had to mention it. Uh, of course, YouTube co- on one of the guys on YouTube, the kid from Hex says he's called it the Algorithm Fighter Social Credit Score. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to look it up. Yeah, I think that's that's. All right. Um, All right. What else we got? UFC related. This guy. Can you block this guy? I don't know who this. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> one half he's one half of the BTL tag team champions. He is, he is. All right, all right. Respect. Respect. Oh my gosh. This guy again. That is a question. Y'all didn't ask for my opinion. No, we didn't. That's there's your answer. Uh hold on a second. Uh, um let's just talk real quick, real quick, real quick. Just, just get it out of the way. I think Madovsky wins. <laughs> I like I'm going Johnson. Hold on, it's not a question mark. It's a question with an exclamation point. Exclamation like point. Uh, Who is Johnson versus Madovsky? <laughs> I'm going Madovsky. I'm going Madovsky. Oh, but unless I'm, unless Tim Johnson fights in jeans, if he fights in jeans, then I'm going Johnson. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a Texas street fight. Johnson wins all yeah, day. Yeah. But if this is a mixed martial arts competition, Madovsky wins. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> sorry. This guy Jed was just spamming our. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We should be we should be talking about it more. Here we go. One more. We just did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't Feely be able to get back on track versus a losing record UFC fighter in Pineda, who is now thirty five, just getting knocked up by Cub? Okay, so this this is an interesting take because Daniel Pineda looked tremendous against Herbert Burns, and let us not forget. For the first four minutes of that Cub Swanson fight, Pineda looked pretty damn good. Very he was lighting up Cub's leg. Yes. He was winning that round until he got dropped at the end of the first. So it wasn't like Cub just went out there and annihilated him start to finish. This was a Pineda. Pineda's winning that first round. He was cruising to a win in that first round. And then Cub just is that used that grit and veteranship, dropped him, and then finished him in the second round. So Pineda's a legit guy. <clears throat> This is a really good fight. This is a really good fight, right? They have um let me look at the odds real quick. Pine- uh, yeah. Feely is a minus two thirty favorite against Pineda at plus one eighty. That sounds about That's right. A bit. That sounds right. Yeah, but, I didn't, but, I didn't no, think no, it would but, be that but, big. That sounds but. about right. I'm picking Feely, but Pineda has just got power and the way uh, they're both their fighting styles, I could definitely see seeing Feely get caught with uh with a giant haymaker from Pineda too. So um Yeah. And I'm picking Pineda's gas tank is going to be the biggest thing because that was like a big part of that Cub fight too. Is he just he lost wind? I don't. Did he miss weight for that fight? I don't know if he missed weight. Maybe. Am sure. I am I speaking out of turn? But it was. I think it was a pretty tough weight cut for him. So and oh, plus oh, they're saying Burns missed weight. It was Burns. Burns missed weight. That's what it was. Excuse me. Oh, my, okay. my apologies for that. Uh, yeah. So, but Pineda's cardio was certainly an issue in that Cub Swanson fight down the stretch. Not saying that the you know Cub wasn't going to beat him anyways because Cub just just looked great in that fight. He just seemed on once he got past that line of let's go. He, he went and that was it. Plus it'll be interesting to see Pineda and uh, Ike Villanueva. Pineda coaches Ike Villanueva. So if I can go out there and get a win, how much will that help Pineda? Vice versa. What if Ike loses? Will that affect him? Who knows? I don't even know if he's going to be cornering Ike or not. That's an interesting thing to, to wonder about as well. So uh, Feely should be able to get back on track since the betting odds or at minus 230, but it's a good, gritty fight, man. I like it. Yeah, I like it a Pineda's lot, too. Pineda's just so dangerous. Yeah. And, and you can't count him out. Yeah, and Pineda's – he's I'm, – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say Pineda's a top 10 featherweight or he ever will be, but he's definitely a kill or be kill type fighter. And unfortunately, when he fights the higher level guys, is usually the killed part. But um, uh, but yeah, great, great fight. Pineda's Pineda's uh, a type of fighter that should be on any Ross, any big name promotion. Has uh, just an, a good action fight, middle of the card, and this is exactly where the UFC has him. So uh, excited for this fight! It's this is a great fight night card, and it should be, and it should be good. It should be a good, good fight for Feely. If Feely, you know, people still believe in Feely to to potentially be, you know, a top featherweight. He's always kind of right there, then he loses that fight, but. You know, we'll see. Yeah, good fight. Like it. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. 
Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. What else we got? Oh, man. Oh, I, oh yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Just lot, lots of... Man, yeah. Lots of, yeah, lots of people are excited about that fight. <laughs> the people always yeah, the are. Yeah, he's, he's one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good fight. Hmm. And it was what? It's only been on the card, what, two weeks? It's only like one of the last fights added, right? I got to go. I got to go Means Dolby. I'm so excited for Means Dolby. <laughs> I think that's I'm one big, I want to see for a while. I'm a big Dolby fan. I'm a big, I'm a big Dolby yeah. fan. I like him. I think uh, that's going to be really good. You just want Tim Means to win so you can go on, on to the next one and say lobby for Robbie again. <laughs> I'm not done lobbying for Robbie. Not even close <laughs> to being done. Feely almost beat Mitchell. Can you Bryce Mitchell? Uh, it, Bryce Mitchell? It, was, it was close. To uh, uh, I don't think it was that he close. Got, he, got out, he got out grappled for the most part, right? It was all like kind of a, I can't, I can't remember everything. I think he's talking about maybe the Sodiq Yusuf fight. That, was, that, that one was pretty close. Yes. Andre Feely's the lead singer for his band, Born Breach. Check him out. I will I have to do that. Look at Dr. Alan Grant. I like it. Nothing but gems <laughs> he's so from, from Dr. Alan he's Grant. He's so... He's so hip. Like, He's asking so him about it. dinosaur cloning or asking him about underground punk rock <laughs> bands from Sacramento. He knows everything. This guy knows everything. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, what else we got? Uh, la, 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 la. Um, let's see. Oh. Well, thanks, Serge. <laughs> oh, thank you, Serge Kratos. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly just people talking about Jed. <laughs> that's that can't, that can't be true that can't be true um uh, that's all right that's how about our, our boy our boy joseph boza i think has some do you, why don't you why don't you grab a joseph boza if you can see see that casey got a couple of got a couple of questions where i don't see him oh one of them one of them we've kind of already answered um i'll i'll read it out i'll read it out you'll, you'll yeah, sure you'll find it, it. We, yeah, we hate to talk about this, but is, is, is Yancey Medeiros fighting for his UFC job? Six and seven, one no contest, three fight losing streak. Hasn't looked good recently. Do we want the boring answer? Yeah, go, Mike. I'll give you, I'll give you the boring answer. The answer is absolutely hit us, hit us. yes, because it's the last fight on his contract. So, yes, oh. fact, he is fighting for his job. So, literally. <laughs> literally fighting for his, for his job. I think I guess I guess what what uh, the, so the question is more does he have a ch- what are his chances of getting resigned should he not win this fight and and I mean I think I guess the, if the, you can go the boring answer again and it's more like how much is he willing to fight for uh, if he loses that's actually really that's really the uh, that's really the question the UFC will bring, if you tell the UFC I'm going to say I'll, I'll fight you know I'll sign a new contract for half my pay of the last contract I'm sure they'd be like come on down <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. The cage door is open for you. Um, so I don't know. I don't think Yancey would do that. But I, I am confident I enough to say that if Yancey Medeiros wins this fight tomorrow, he will be back in the UFC because Yancey Medeiros yeah. doesn't go out yeah, there and yeah. eke out decisions. He doesn't go out there and eke out decisions. He wins spectacularly when he wins. So yeah. yes, if he wins, we'll see him again. If he doesn't, we probably won't see him again. I'm a giant Yancey fan. Um as a fan, I hope he wins. Uh, but uh, yeah, but this this is probably uh, if he doesn't if if he doesn't win, he'll probably be done with the UFC. But if, if he does win, he's a free agent. I'm just saying, Bellator does actually have fights in Hawaii, and now that it seems like this pandemic thing is heading toward an end, UFC I mean Bellator does go to Hawaii at least once a year. And you know, I'm just saying, you know, Yancey being the yeah. Hawaiian fighter. There, 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 uh, there could be a chance Bellator just might give Yancey a better oh, yeah. offer. I'm just, but uh, definitely, yeah. So uh, even like what, Hawaii or not, like why not? I mean, he's an oh, exciting guy. I love, yeah, you know, it's always it's a name you can use to either you know just propel your division just overall with you know just the experience factor, or you can use that name to build up other talent. So 
I mean, Yancey Medeiros versus a lot of those guys is a lot of fun at 170. Belarus got a pretty fun welterweight division, so. Yes, it does. Uh, ooh, got some, Anything else? I've got some questions coming in. Hold on. Uh, all right, I'll take, we'll take two more. All right, all right. Uh, okay, big question. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Are we indulging this guy? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I'll tell you the this is breakout. This is a big topic. Yeah. The breakout fight of the year is uh, is BTL's Fernanda Prachis. I'll tell you, she's she's come out. She's come out winging. She's the one to watch. If she makes one more appearance before the end of the year, I mean, it could just be it could just be BTL fighter of the year. Period. So, I mean, there's my answer. All right. <laughs> is it the right move to rebook Lee versus Brady? Was it rebooked? Well, if they do, I mean, if it's up to Brady, I mean, I talked to Sean yesterday. That's how I kind of found out about this whole thing. So the plan, Sean, if it's up to Sean, he's rebooking this fight. But if they can't rebook it, he wants another top 15 guy. When this fight was originally being discussed, August 7th was the initial date that was thrown out there. Like when it was first offered, it was August 7th. Then it became July 10th, put it on the pay for you. Kevin Lee wanted to fight earlier, wanted to fight on the Connor card. Get it. That's a big addition to that card. Interesting fight. So I know there's reports out there that they could try to do August 7th. From what I understand, it doesn't seem likely that that happens because Kevin Lee's injury is, I mean, it's not super serious, but it'd be, I don't know if miraculous is the right word, but that'd be just a ridiculous quick turnaround if he can get rebooked in a month's time so i don't know i think they should rebook it if it's not going to be something that waits till like november or something like that if you can get something like late august early september and we can go that route i think that's the fight to make i think that got it got some some buzz i didn't see i don't know if you guys saw anything i didn't see one person complain about this fight this is one of those fights like ooh, this is a good one this is this is good matchmaking did anyone see any like poo-pooing of this fight i didn't that, that and it made a lot of sense that, ver- that versus it, prospect yeah. Vet going up in weight, kind of going back up in weight, coming off a loss. Brady coming off a strong win made made a lot of sense. Unfortunate injury, you know it sucks, um, dude. But all I'm saying is like, there's a, there's a certain guy named um, Hamzat Shamayev that's, that's looking for a fight, and he weighs 170 pounds, and him and Sean Brady make a lot of sense. So, oh, I know, and I know, I know, I know things that make sense. I get it. I get who, it. Who is Shmaya? Shmaya is in Vegas right now, training at Extreme Couture right now, and um, he's there. So, why would Shmaya want to fight Brady though? I just Shemayev, don't. I mean, Shmaya ranked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Doesn't I know? Shmaya doesn't. What? Well, there's just not a lot of. I don't know. There's not a lot of gain from beating Brady. Or if you, and that's a dangerous fight. Is the is the risk of fighting Sean Brady worth the reward if he beats him? Oh, well, for what, sure. What, oh, okay. oh, you're saying? It, what, are, you, are you looking from the Shamaya's point of view or from Brady's point of view? Yeah, who, he's who, looking. Who, who, oh, it's huge for Brady. For Brady, it's massive. Brady goes out there and beats Shamaya. That's huge. That's but that's I, a big thing for I him. We could but for Shamaya, facing Sean Brady, what's the what's you beat? You beat a guy and guy no one heard of Sean Brady. I, I feel like we got anyone that faces Sean Brady. I feel I feel is gun is going to get that same thing you know what's it's a dangerous fighter you know i just feel like this is shmaev he fights anyone anytime you know i don't know hamza but hamza shmaev was just booked in a title eliminator with leon edwards three different times so to go from that because if he had beat leon edwards he's fighting kamara usman for the title like there's no ifs ands or buts about it that's a big step back for a fight that is i'm not gonna say equally as dangerous but Super dangerous, and you don't get the same reward. But the timing that you would but, fighting a lot of those guys. But like, like we said, about the main event, if the timing ain't there, the fight don't make sense. And Shemayev Edwards, with the timing of that, kind of made sense. Now Shemayev, you know, out for like what? How long? How long has he been out for? It feels like over. It feels like a year. My, October my, was the last time he fought. Okay, October. Um, when we when we were you we we were used to seeing him September. Fight excuse me. September. So we were used to seeing him fight every 15 minutes. So now he's been out for like eight months or something like that. Nine months. So I feel, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can, you can, you can make, you could actually make the argument now that Leon Edwards versus Hamza Shemaev makes just as much sense as it did 
several months ago after the way that fight with Nate ended. Guys, can I can I read a take from MMA Parlay King in the comments? Do it. He says I Brady will win. He says Brady will win that fight and steal his clout fighting uh, and steal his clout fighting Shamayev is better than fighting for the title. Whoever beats him steals his hype. That is a. I don't know better than the title, but maybe the second. He best has thing. spoken. Maybe the second best. Thank thing. you. I can't top that. Listen, I don't have it's good. It's it's great for Brady. It's great for Brady. People are talking about Sean Brady. I think it, I think would, it would it it would be. I agree with Mike. It would be a better fight. It would be a bigger fight for Brady than it would be for Shamaya. But I, but 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 I do think there's value in it for Shamaya. I do think because uh, I'm so sure Brady is a future a world title contender. But I just don't know if people know that. Uh, if if you're most people know that yet, I don't think he's reached that point yet where everyone's like, "Oh, I need to see Sean Brady fight," and and I know he and start you know everyone like immediately starts talking about like, "Oh man, he's won two fights away from a title shot." I don't think people say that like they say about Shamayev after after that you know three and zero start to his career. Everyone's like, "One fight away, <laughs> one fight away, give him the title shot." And I was like, "This is this is crazy." Uh, so we don't have listen, that with Brady yet. But. Shamayev has a fight. Against a top ten guy, Ooh. Neil Magny's been wanting to fight this guy for a year now. Why can't we just make that? They're not going to do it. It's right there. You keep asking Why? for it because people Why? want it. I'll be Jose here. I'll be Jose here. People want it. It makes too much sense. So the UFC will not do it. I would rather. I would rather have Brady fight Lee and have Shamayev fight Magny because you have the chance to build two new divisional prospects two guys in the rise to, to mix in with that deep division two new contenders you max if you match brady and shamayev up as much as i would like to see that fight and i would favor brady in that fight by the way <laughs> I, know I, don't, I mean I, I i don't know i just i feel like it could be a bigger fight down the road is what i'm saying there's times where like if this is the bantamweight division match them up because you have like the top 35 you could like mix and match a lot of those guys welterweight's a little bit of a different story so we could like wait this. on that fight. Shamayev Magni does uh, make the most sense. Because, oh my god, yeah. Because the because the UFC, let's be honest, the UFC is never going to get behind Magni as as a as a as a true title contender that, that can sell pay per views. But have him up there against Shamayev, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, is he tied with is he tied with GSP right now for most welterweight wins, or is he one behind him? Magni, oh yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, he's got to be up there. I'm not sure actually, but um. I'm not, yeah, he's in there. I don't know if he's number. I don't know if he's tied with GSP or if he's one behind him. But either way, like that's part of the story too. Like if he gets that like historic win and does it over Shamayev, like you could just build upon that. It's he's not going to be a behind. massive star. One behind. He's one behind. So he one ties behind. GSP and beat Shamayev and could beat Shamayev to do it. Gets a little bit of a rub there. By the way, I like this comment from from Francis Marshall who said, uh, "I, I kind of oh there it is." Uh, I know I lost it, but it, it was, oh, Sean Brady is Shemaev if he had to work his way up the rankings fairly. Oh, I like that. Spicy. That's spicy. Yeah. Sizzle. Yeah. Sizzle. Brady should have been, and, and Brady, If for those who follow like the regional scene and like, especially in the tri-state region of the United States, Brady should have been in the UFC long before he actually got into the UFC. Uh, why? Was it, was it just contract? You just didn't get the right contract or do you know? Because to me, when I see Sean Brady, just as a as a casual, re, you know, just a viewer, he looks the part, he fights the part, he talks, he's, he's good, he's good on the mic, you know. So I, I didn't. I mean, he's a he's a handsome gentleman. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get why um, there was hesitation bringing him up in, into the UFC. I just wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I, I yeah. I was just it just took it just seemed to take way longer than it should have, but he's in now. He's in. And, and, and obviously the UFC believes in him because you know, they gave him Kevin Lee, you know. So yeah, he got Court McGee for his UFC debut, which is just, always a tough fight. <laughs> but yeah, tough fight. But and got a but, lopsided but, decision. Yeah, and the fact that he made it look easy, you know, made it look easy. Obviously, it wasn't easy. You know, he's he had to, he had to earn that victory. But yeah. Um. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> Why did you put it on screen? He's been spamming the chat. Did you put it on yeah, screen? Yeah, now block him. Casey, don't him. encourage him. <laughs> don't encourage him. If you watch, if you watch between you the legs, oh my gosh. I think it was, I think it was two or three weeks ago. We talked about the booking of that fight, and uh, Jed said it doesn't do much for for Sean Brady because his name is Sean Brady, and everybody, I believe you said everybody went to school or has somebody in their town named Sean Brady. Sean Brady. It's like too common of a name to be a star of of some kind. I don't know. 
whatever he says. Well, you know, a, a cool nickname would help him. I don't know. Yes. Uh, I'm just he saying. needs a cool nickname. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, um, <laughs> I think we talked about this fight for like two seconds. I, it deserves a little bit. Oh, more, right. I think. How do y'all think OSP versus Bozer goes and what's next for both men, depending on the outcome? I mean, I don't know, man. Look, talk, <laughs> I'm saying, look, we talked about, I think that's what we we talked about the, it because we do yeah, very much. Just, no, yeah. look, we talked about the main event, not having any like implications, any long-term implications. I, I can't imagine why this fight. I, I know, I know there's a thing. Okay. Well, Bozer, I think it'd be his third straight loss. But his his uh, fight with Latifi was really close. I think a lot of people thought he won that. Even the Arlovsky um, fight, a lot of people thought he beat Arlovsky too. It was like yeah. So I I I don't I think did. the UFC views him. I don't think the UFC views him in that poorly. But I mean, three straight losses is three straight losses. If they cut him, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't think they will. He's doing them a solid here. Um, he's stepping in on short notice for Maxim Grishin. Uh OSP is never going to be. He has twenty more fights left in his UFC career. He's never going anywhere. Um, he's just he's just always around. So. Uh, how do I think it goes? I'm picking, I'm picking, I'm actually picking OSP. Um, and what's next for both? I don't know. That's a, that's a Sunday question, Mike. <laughs> Honestly, I need to put a lot of thought into that because I have no, I have no clue. Yeah, yeah I, made, I, I have no idea. I made decisions. About half the people had Bozer beating Arlovsky. And even if you did have Bozer losing that fight, even his last two fights, it's like they were kind of like, it's 30 minutes of nothing almost. Like Tanner Bozer didn't get beat up in, in, in any of those 30 minutes. He just kind of lost rounds. So uh I, st- I I still am on the Tanner Bozer hype train. I like I like the way he fights. I, I like him as a personality. I like his look. Um OSP is not an easy fight. Um he gave Ben Rothwell a tough mat a tough fight at a heavyweight. And that was OSP's first time at heavyweight, I think. And um if I recall from your wonderful interview, Mr. Heck with OSP. Um, a great interview, by the way, for OSP. That was kind of a – OSP has kind of, always been kind of kind of boring on the mic, to be honest. But uh, I don't know. You got he, – he was – there was something different with OSP on that interview. So go to our YouTube page and watch it. Um, I think OSP is going to – he's going to handle this weight a little better in this matchup. And now he's not going against a, a giant of a man, uh, Ben Rothway. He's going against a, a regular-sized heavyweight, I guess, with Tanner Bozier. A big, a big 205-er, to be honest. Um, I'm actually picking OSP in this. Uh, it's it's gonna be a tough fight for Bozer, and I, I, yeah. I like Bozer, but I think I think this is actually a tougher fight than his last two losses, unfortunately for him. Yeah, I, I lean OSP, and I think a major factor. And shout out to my good friend James Lynch, who interviewed Tanner Bozer uh, not long ago. Tanner Bozer has been in quarantine since his last fight. That too. So he hasn't even like, he has, like he hasn't gone to the gym. He hasn't like had any kind of a training camp for this fight. Like he fought a little TV, flew home and he's been in quarantine ever since. And then got out of quarantine to fly back to Vegas and fight OSP. So I don't know how that's going to translate that. Like some, some fighters it's like, man, I got to have the training camp and I got to like watch film and do all this stuff. And some fighters just like, yeah, I don't need any of that stuff. Like, I don't need to like think about it too much. I don't want to overthink. Let's just get in there and, and throw hands and have a fight. So we'll see. We didn't, I didn't want to talk about it that much because it's, it's such a wild card fight. It's cherry on top of the Sunday. <laughs> so whatever happens is a bonus. It's a victory for all of us. Yeah. yeah it's so thrown together. And it's, it's such not, a weird not, thrown together. Fight. I love it. I love it though. I, I actually, really I love actually it. like to fight and it's not their fault. They're the co-main event. They didn't go, Hey Dana, we have to be co-main event. And we're not fighting. They didn't, that was the UFC's decision. <laughs> So I know people are kind of hating it for uh, for that reason, but don't hate the fighters for that. You know, hate you no know, get mad at the matchmakers or where they how they position fighters oh, yeah. so hard. Oh I yeah, just want, I just want to put that out there because I think they're two quality uh, fighters. It's just um, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's not the coming event. But um, yes. picking OSB. Okay, we good. Is that it. We good. All right. Oh, one thing. Right. One more thing. One more thing. Oh. I yes, finally found it. I, I don't know why this was so hard to find. The PFL proprietary <laughs> scoring system. 30 minutes it's called ago. Fighter. <laughs> I've been working on it this whole time. <laughs> fighter Performance Rating. FPR. FPR. Fighter Performance Rating. That is the ultimate fight deciding stat. Because computers figure decided. And, and those are the only those are the judges of the future. Is there any stats um that w- FPR the FPR the winner versus the actual winner are so are they like a hundred percent or I no, it can't be hundred percent anymore with the Rory loss. Um, look into <laughs> yeah. that. 
can do that. Don't send me down another hole. I've literally <laughs> been just trying to. I've been, I've just I spent the last half hour just trying to find the term, and now you actually want me to do some more research. Come on, you want me to do research like a journalist? Come get out. Get out. Get out. There you go. Could, could be a great divide one day. Our computers, the future of judging. Stay tuned to MMAfighting.com. Yes. All right, we're <laughs> out of here. Stay stay locked on MMA fighting for PFL coverage. Bellator coverage, all the results, stuff going on. Uh, we should probably have some scrums on the YouTube page uh, coming out of both events, so stay tuned for that. And then tomorrow, back here at 12.30 Eastern for the People's Pre-Fight Show, 30 minutes before UFC Vegas 30 kicks off. We'll have post-fight show, and then we'll have coverage of BKFC tomorrow night as well. So plenty of combat sports action, plus the boxing. Lots of boxing tomorrow night, too. So it's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, everything going on. So much stuff. So until then, for Casey, for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. Not my birthday. What? That's so weird. You just, I just, I just, I just seen edible arrangement. Stop it. All right. Nope. My bad. My bad. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.